Yo, what's happening, everybody? My name is Anthony Carenti, and thank you, as always, for checking out another episode of the Dynasty Drive. Going to keep the intro really short because we have an awesome about 50-minute or so conversation today, uh, kicking off what will kind of be throughout this whole long offseason, pre-draft, post-draft, during training camps, going to do a, a kind of a long, drawn-out offseason outlook for trying to get to each team in the NFL. So, Obviously, some of those will uh, take place at different points of the offseason. Uh, things will change, but kicking things off, joining me is Thomas Tipple from Fantasy Intervention. Uh, make sure if you're not already, follow Thomas on Twitter at Thomas Tipple FF. Does great work, both written and video content over um, with Fantasy Intervention. And make sure to follow Fantasy Intervention at join our circle underscore on Twitter as well. Uh, so we'll get right into it. Thomas joined me to break down the Baltimore Ravens, talking um, past draft classes, past free agent signings, what he hopes happens this offseason, and kind of um, the outlook on the team as a whole. So um, please, if you haven't already, please rate, review, subscribe to this podcast. If you're not following me on Twitter, you can follow me at Dynasty Drive. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at the Dynasty Drive, like the show on Facebook if you want to. And we'll get right into it. So here's Thomas Tipple breaking down the offseason outlook for the Baltimore Ravens. All right, joining me on the show today is Thomas Tipple. Thomas does uh, a bunch of great work over with Fantasy Intervention. So, Thomas, I appreciate you taking the time to come on with me. I'm happy to be here, man. I'm ready to go. Let's, I'm ready to go. I'm locked and loaded. I'm dialed in. Let's do it, baby. So we're gonna uh, we're gonna dive into Baltimore Ravens. I know we were just talking privately about some uh, decisions they've made that have uh, caused you some anguish over the years. So hopefully, brighter days are ahead. Yeah, but uh, yeah, let's get right into it. I know that we were talking about some stuff uh, from years past. So to kind of kick it off there, um, past draft classes. Where have they missed? Where have they hit? How's that led to where they're at right now? And give me a, give me the rundown. For sure. So the big thing with Baltimore, uh, with the draft coming up, is that everyone, like when you listen to, first off, I hate listening to broadcasts. I, I hate listening to the talking heads. It, it drives me nuts. When Mike Mayock went and left for the Raiders, it's like I'm never watching a draft again. Like I, Kuiper, all those guys, talking heads, you'll always hear the Ravens are great at drafting. The Ravens are great. No, they're not. They're actually not. It's like they get a pass because they drafted Lewis and and Br like Brown. All the like they had great draft classes early, and the two thousands were great with Ed Reed, and they had some really great players, Suggs, and all those guys were fantastic. N uh, Nada, they're they've been bad. Like Newsom missed a lot. Um, going into their their drafts, like just just starting in two thousand sixteen. Ronnie Stanley, easy pick. Pick six, nailed it. One of the highest paid linemen right now. Then it's Correa, Kafusi, Tavon Young, Chris Moore, Alex Lewis, Willie Henry, Ken, uh, Kenneth Dixon, Matt Judon, Keenan Reynolds, and Maurice Kennedy. That was their draft. <laughs> Brutal. No one talks about it. They're great at drafting. They, they drafted this great. Yeah, no, terrible. Tavon Young was a good player. He's been hurt every year now. He signed the contract. And he can't stay healthy. Hopefully he can play one day, but I expect him to be gone uh, coming because his contract lets him to, to be let go. But other than Stanley, it's trash. It's a, that's a trash draft class. Lewis was, oh, Alex Lewis was okay. Played a little bit. He's just been average. Want to go to the next year? This is, this is really good. First round pick, Marlon Humphrey. Great player. 
fantastic. Big contract extension this year. Sweet. Round two, Tyus Bowser. Round three, Chris Wormley. Round three, Tim Williams. Nick four, Nico Siragusa. Five, dude I've never heard of. (laughs) And I have watched every snap of every Ravens game for 10 years. And I don't remember Jermaine Illuminor. And then sixth round pick, Chuck Clark. I'm already detecting a trend. First and sixth round. That's where they're good. (laughs) Everything else in between, you can yeet that out of existence. (laughs) Just bad. And it's pass rushers too. Like Wormley, Williams, Bowser, all trying to address the defense. Yeah. Didn't happen. Okay, 2018. The big one. The big draft. They did okay here. They traded down twice, if I'm not mistaken. Hayden Hurst. Pick 25. Great job. Then a YOLO pick by Newsom. Lamar Jackson traded back up. I remember this draft. I remember I was working and I was driving home. And I remember being on the phone. I'm like, I, I can't miss the draft. Like, I got to get home. Traffic was bad. It was just brutal. I was pissed. Get home just in time for them to trade down from Hayden Hurst. And I went, great. Again. Because I remember... I remember when the Patriots drafted Dante Hightower, the Ravens traded down, and Hightower was the guy I wanted. They traded down. Great, thanks. Awesome. (laughs) But anyway, they traded up for Lamar Jackson. I literally ran around my apartment screaming. Awesome. Orlando Brown Jr., great, great pick for his value. Mark Andrews, awesome. That's That's the first three rounds. Sweet. After that, Anthony Everett, Kenny Young, Jaleel Scott, Jordan Lasley, Deshaun Elliott, who is very good in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Greg Sanat, Bradley Bozeman. Garbage! <laughs> Zach Sealer. Bozeman took years off of my life with those 75-foot-tall snaps. Okay? Years off of my life, dude. Dude. I want him gone. <laughs> Immediately gone. Yeet him out of existence. Gone. So the draft, pretty good. Pretty good. Help him set up what they're doing now. Orlando Brown asked to be traded. Aiden Hurst got traded. Lamar Jackson can't argue with that. But like Everett, good special teamer. Kenny Young gone. Traded in the Marcus Peters deal. So pretty good. Pretty good. They've been better at trading for players than they have been for drafting them. For real. For real. Yeah. Bozeman. Oh my god. Awful. So bad. It is it is kind of strange because it, it is it almost reminds me of how every year um, like the Pats get the benefit of the doubt of like, oh, well, Belichick's so good at maneuvering yeah. the draft board and trading back and accumulating capital. And then like he swings on a bunch of weird guys that never really pan out and nobody really talks about it. And oh, but don't worry when he gets a five foot 11, 195 pound white guy who can play in the slot. Who's super unathletic. He's creating hall of famers. Uh, Okay. They're gritty. Brutal. Oh, (laughs) I hate it so much. Uh, So so like picking up, continuing on the trend, like their, their misses just like we're getting the 2019 to the 19 to the 20 people know these classes. Yeah. I wanted to, to kind of dive in the 16, 17, kind of how we got there. They're attacking the defense and, I keep seeing mocks where they're mocking outside linebackers and safeties to Baltimore. Stop. (laughs) Stop. Just stop. If you're not trading up to get one, don't. Yeah. You're you're reaching. 
Marquise Brown, pick 25. I can't really argue that. Uh, I do have an article at fantasyintervention.com that highlights why I think Marquise Brown is not someone that I am just jumping off of, especially with the news. We're not bringing in a number one. We're not going to go after, can't go after Robinson now, franchise tag, but right. no, we're not going after an alpha, Galladay, whatever. If Corey Davis shows up in Baltimore, yeah, I still like Brown for what he is. He's just not going to be the wide receiver one everyone was hoping. But round three, Jalen Ferguson. I had hope that he could be same school, Suggs, you know, maybe, sort of. No. Also, worst nickname in sports. Do you know what Jalen Ferguson's nickname is? No, I don't. I just found this out recently. Sack Daddy. (laughs) (laughs) By worst, do you mean best nickname in sports? (laughs) No, it's horrendous. (laughs) Like, Like, announcers. He'll like he'll get his like one sack a season and they'll go sack daddy and I'm just dying laughing <laughs> or burying my head in shame like it's horrendous. Okay, and then they do Miles Boykin, Justice Hill, Ben Powers, who I actually think is pretty good. Might actually get a shot to play on the line, but like Trace McSorley, Dalen Mack, I'm in Mar- who like no one. I know I know it's late, but like the fourth round picks are usually where people are making their money as a GM. And DaCosta's been great getting players to sign their contracts and making trades like Calais Campbell and, and getting in Gawkway during the season, who also failure. The, the franchise tagging, we tagged Judon. Great call, buddy. Like what do you like? The Ravens get a, get this reputation for being a great drafting team, and you hit where you're supposed to hit. And that's fine, and I, I like it as a fan. But when you're looking at how they evaluate uh, different tiered, like different rounds, and how they're evaluating that talent, and you're seeing, like, I get it. Everyone passed on Metcalf. Cool. Yeah. Like, people get passed on all the time, and they end up being pretty good, like sure. really good, sure. especially for fantasy. But I'm nervous right now. Like, if the I feel like if the Ravens don't draft. Terrace Marshall, Bateman in that first round, like if that's not their direction, I'm terrified because a lineman would be okay. That'd be sweet. Um, I, I could probably live with that, especially if it's like a center, you know, one of those gritty Wisconsin guys who just always seem to be amazing. But if they don't help their prime asset, they're going to be screwed. They can't, they can't draft another pro they can't draft another Duvernay and expect that to be the guy. They need a, a legitimate guy. They need that same thing that they did when they brought in Steve Smith. They, they brought in Bolden. They, they need that the alpha mentality. Brown's clearly not it. So if they don't do that, they might be in a lot of trouble because if they reach for a pass rusher and it don't work, they're in big trouble. They reach for an offensive lineman and he turns out to be Anthony Thomas, they're in big, big trouble, right? Um, who, is the, who is the guy from Miami? Jamar, Jameer, Jamar Taylor. They, if they get that guy, no. They, they need the wide receiver. I, but then don't even get me started on, on the OC over there in Baltimore. Because <laughs> I don't know how much time you got for this slot. You could be there a while. So that's that's kind of how they've been drafting, and and I really, really, really hope that they just spend money 
which we will get into free agency, right? Um, I hope they spend a little bit of money on the pass rush and spend a little money on the offensive line and just help Lamar Jackson as much as they can with the playmakers. Like, if they went receiver O-lineman, I'd be in heaven. Like, I'd be ecstatic. So, it's kind of why I'm afraid of their draft because they just haven't been that good. But I'm also excited because this class is really good. And, like, the, obviously, the 2020 class for Baltimore, like, I've been crapping on on DaCosta and, and Newsom a little bit. But Queen, Dobbins, I don't know who Matabuki is personally, but maybe he was hurt or just, you know, you said he had a, it says, a, I'm using profootballreference.com, it says he has a sack on the season, don't remember it. But like Duvernay, Malik Harrison, Tyree Phillips, these guys aren't the, you know, the playmakers I'm hoping a, 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 uh, a, a good like above average GM is is making. There's just it's just not. So we need to improve there. You're not going to beat the Chiefs, beat the Browns who are moving rapidly up boards. Like their team is just getting better and better. I can't I can't crap on them anymore. Like I want to. Yeah. Like I always want to. <laughs> but they're they're getting really good and it, they're drafting well. They're signing the right free agents. They're making the right moves to help out. Baker, etc. They're Baltimore's a great coach team, but they're not getting a lot to work with. And I think people expect them to be great all the time. And it's kind of why people don't like Baltimore. It's just reputation, man. Like if you really dive into their draft classes, people will be like, well, the potential and the potential. Awesome. Great. I'm glad their potential. I'm I'm glad they could have maybe worked out one day. Not happening right now. Like they got they got a great team that's I think they average like 26, 26 and a half years old, maybe 27. They're young, they have a little bit of cap space, which we'll talk about. But if they don't hit in this draft, like if they pull a 16, 17, 18 with this draft, see ya. Like it, it's it's gonna be bad. And then they have to sign Lamar Jackson. Bad. <sighs> bad, bad, bad. It's not I like do you really like there's a great chance Mark Andrews is not on the team when his contract runs up. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. I would agree with like that. I've seen, I've seen people project. That I said it on on Twitter. You know, what do I know? Trade up to get Pitts. I feel like the cool thing, but like Baltimore might be the only place where he plays as their alpha wide receiver and then takes over for Andrews. Like that's kind of their thing. Yeah, it won't happen because DaCosta doesn't trade up really <laughs> ever. Newsom didn't really that often either. They they're trade down team which is cool when it works Hayden Hurst and <laughs> and uh, it just they need to hit this year or their whole window the 14 and 2 expectations the remember going in the last year everyone's like they might go undefeated like it, it's yeah. that's that's where their hype is right now and with Greg Roman around it's not going to happen like if you just watch uh, the he who shan't be named Colin Kaepernick uh, his career arc just dove Tyrod Taylor dove the longer Greg Roman was around. Yeah. I'm concerned, but if they don't hit this draft, they're in trouble. And I think we're going to see a whole restructuring. If, if this is the draft they missed, honestly. So keeping with the draft and I agree play, got to add playmakers for Lamar. I like Hollywood. Uh, but like you said, he's not, you know, 
the wide receiver one that I think some people hoped he was going to be. Oh um, yeah. Whether it's, you know, you're talking in real NFL terms or in fantasy terms, you're going to have to deal with some of the, some of the streakiness, some of the boom bust that just kind of is his game. So talking like, about it's, cr- it's crazy. He finished as a wide receiver 13 over the back stretch of the year. Like it's yeah. bananas. That's yeah. what they could do, but he needs help for sure. Yeah. So taking, I guess, leaving pits out of the equation, if you're looking at other pass catchers, is it, is Terrace Marshall, Rashad Bateman, like those are the two guys for you? That's who you're hoping, like off the bat, get added for Lamar? For me, it's Bateman or die. Okay. Like, I like Terrace Marshall. Uh, I think he's really good. Mm-hmm. I think he looks good on film. I think his stats really good. I think we would have finished the year and not, I think he only played seven games or six games. I think if we would have finished the year, we'd be looking at him differently. But he profiles really well. Uh, if anybody wants a a good rundown on Marshall, check out uh, my guy, uh, Jacob Sanderson or RTDB with Fantasy Intervention, who loves him more than any human being that I've ever met. But yeah, he um, he really helped sell me on him, just his his size, the way he profiles. But to me, it's Bateman. Bateman's a legit one. Like he's there's no true. There's so few true alpha receivers in the league now. Mm-hmm. Uh, just talking before with some people, and Sutton might be like one of the last pure alpha size, speed, attitude receivers in the league. So finding that guy, it's going to be tough, but you're hoping that your coaching staff will make it work, Greg Roman. Um, but I think I think Bateman's the guy. Inside, outside, speed, length, strength at the catch. His film looks good. I haven't checked um, any pro day information or anything like that on him yet, or if he's even had his yet. There was, I know, uh, a tweet that was floating around the other day that he it was something way faster than I expected. I thought, I think, if I remember right, I want to say, uh, I think it was at Exos. They said it was a laser time, like sub four four. For him, which sounds insane. Um, if that if it's if it's laser time, like I always, it's pro day. Yeah. Add you know point zero five or yeah. whatever to it. But if it's sub four, I don't even think Baltimore will get him. I don't think he'll fall far enough. People teams love that speed, and if if that's what he ran, then yeah, it's it's that's the guy. I think at all costs that yeah. has to be Baltimore's number one pick. Now, <laughs> what scares me is Baltimore has a horrible history with number one pick receivers like before Hollywood Brown, if I'm not mistaken. Um, not looking it up. This is just memory. Spiteful, spiteful memory. Do you remember <laughs> who the last Ravens wide receiver was taken in the first round? I want to say Brashad Perryman. Yes. <laughs> How well did that work out? Uh, about, now, about as well as it worked when the Jets signed him to replace Robbie. <laughs> exa- exactly. Not great, Bob. But then they go a couple of years where they struggled and they try to patchwork free agents, right? Okay. Do you remember who the receiver was before that? Before, before Perriman? Before Perriman. It was... I don't offhand. Michael Clayton. <laughs> so the last three number one round one receivers the Ravens have taken. Michael 
Clayton. Wow. Brashad Perriman. <laughs> Hollywood Brown. Okay. Usa. Not great. <laughs> Not fantastic. Okay. So it scares me a little bit that they're just going to go like, ah, whatever. We can manufacture blah, 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 blah. Yeah. No. Just draft the guy. And to me, it's, yeah, it's, it's Bateman for like, sure. I it just, has to be. I pulled it up quick while we were talking about it. Uh, it was a tweet from Field Yates that said he recently ran at the Exos Combine laser time 439 at 6'2", 210 pounds. That is yeah, yep. so much faster than I thought he would run. And, and I agree, Pro yep. Day add a little bit to it. But even still, that's way faster than I thought he'd be. I th- honestly, I thought he would be more in the four fives, like, you know, four five four, four five five, something right around there, which yep. isn't slow and people lose their mind about. Like, it wouldn't have been the end of the world to me if Bateman ran four five because I don't think, you know, it wouldn't have turned me away totally because I yep. don't think, you know, that's not what is great about his game. Uh, but to show that kind of speed... I agree. It makes it feel like eh, maybe he won't be there, but I do think he would be uh, a really, really interesting fit. Him or Marshall, I think, would be really, really interesting fits in that offense and definitely what Lamar lacks on the outside. Uh, yep. Got to get him somebody with, you know, somebody with the size to win that kind of way. Go up and get the ball, yep. kind of be a move the chain, every kind of da- Like, it's great if you can be that, you know, deep threat too, but something something more consistent than what they're getting out of anybody else. I think they were hoping that Boykin would be like this big bargain. And I have a friend of mine, uh, Andrew, love him to death. He was all in on Boykin. Mm-hmm. Like, and Boykin looked as good as you can from uh, Notre Dame. He looked as good as he could because that offense was a crapshoot. Like, it was just terrible. I have no idea what... Um, khaki jesus is doing over there but it's it's bad so any player from there you kind of have to like uh you know grain of salt it but yeah i think they were looking at him and thinking like yeah he could do it he's got the length he's he's big and you know semi-athletic and he does kind of look good when he's wide open by 47 yards so that's fine right like that's cool but like it just it just needs to hit this time. And I pulled it up now because I I needed to know. The wide receivers drafted in the first round for Baltimore. Travis Taylor, pick 10, wide receiver from Florida in 2000. Great job. Fantastic. Okay, Mark Clayton, as I said, 2005 from Oklahoma. Brashad Perriman, 2015. And Marquise Brown in 2019. That's it. Wow. In their history, they've just not cared. But like this, this is why they get the reputation in the draft. Ogden, and this is in order Ogden, Lewis, Peter Bulware, Dwayne Starks, Chris McAllister, Jamal Lewis, Travis Taylor, Todd Heap, <laughs> Ed Reed, Terrell Suggs, Kyle freaking Buller. No pick. Mark Clayton, so it's a little rough there for a little while. And then Haloti Nada, Ben Grubbs, Joe Flacco, Michael Orr, Jimmy Smith. Like they they had a reputation for hitting. Then it was like Matt Elam, garbage, working at Foot Locker. CJ Mosley, Perriman, Ronnie Stanley, Humphrey, Hurst, Jackson, like Queen, we don't know yet. So they had this reputation and it looks great in the first round. Not so good, especially over the last five years, as I said. 
but the free agency is not that great either. It's really not. It's be- and just, you know, tagging on to, to helping Lamar Jackson because that should be the only hope. Yeah. Ravens free agency has kind of been good. Again, Bolden, Smith, very smart, very cheap. Um, you know, the whole Shannon Sharp, like they get a lot of credit. Campbell, getting him in the offseason from Jacksonville on the cheap. They're very good at getting vets at a decent price. Derek Wolf, uh, but <laughs> they're afraid to make the big splash. Like when Derek Mason is a big splash at wide receiver at the age that he got him in, that's a problem to me personally for the organization. And I happen to have had and went and found what they did for free agency in 2018, the big draft year, the Lamar Jackson, Orlando Brown, Mark Andrews, Hayden Hurst, the great draft by Ozzie Newsom. Do you remember who they followed that up with in free agency? I don't. You don't? Oh, oh well, goody, goody gumdrops. <laughs> but I'm excited. I got you covered. Okay. <laughs> Robert Griffin III, fine, fine, totally fine. No problems with that. Michael frickin' Crabtree. Okay, this was their idea. Our receivers suck. We need help. We just drafted a quarterback, and Joe Flacco is fighting for his job. What are we going to do? Sabotage him. Fair enough. (laughs) Crabtree. Let's go. Right? All right, so, oh, and I love this because I pulled it up on ESPN because I remember this when it came out, uh, and I was blindly, like, rooting for Crabtree. This is what they said when the Ravens signed him. The Ravens get the number one receiver, an impact red zone target they desperately needed. Seriously? <laughs> like, he, uh, he's been, like, average at best. The best thing he did for Baltimore was play poorly in the Super Bowl. <laughs> like that's the best thing he did is not draw the pass interference on Jimmy Smith. Like that's the best thing. Uh John Brown was another one. Good player. Like I love John Brown. Uh he was with the Cardinals. He looked good. He had the health problem. I think yeah. it was a uh, sickle, sickle cell. cell. Yeah. Yeah. So they had faith in him. They got him at a good price. He was fine. He went on and uh, did pretty well with the Bills. Got cut today, I think. Yeah, today. Yeah. He'll land somewhere. He's very good. For sure. Not necessarily what they needed. So then they signed uh, James Hurst again in, in 2018. And that kind of wraps up what was kind of their free agent class. So not great, right? After the, the great draft. Right. Okay. Sabotage there. No help. A backup QB, very safe. 2019. Okay, 2019, they ramped it up a little bit, but they draft Sack Daddy and Hollywood Brown. <laughs> they moved on from, I know, it's it's so embarrassing. I'm going so to wake up in like cold sweats and be like, <gasps> Sack Daddy. <laughs> oh, no. No, every time you're going to think, man, I could have done that better. You're going to go, <gasps> Sack Daddy. Like it's just, it's, 
going to come hand in hand with disappointment. Okay. So in 2019, after the draft for the Hollywood Brown, and things are really turning around leading into the MVP season, what'd they, what'd they do? Well, they re-signed Robert Griffin III to a two-year contract. I'm cool with that. Again, he was fine. Then there's the uh, fun-loving, very interesting behind-closed-doors Earl Thomas, who was okay. He wasn't spectacular, but this is one of those things that, like, we will get the veteran. Right. Like he was supposed to come in, be the veteran, turn it around, superstar, took a chance. Awesome. Totally fine with that. Mark Ingram, big year, 15 touchdowns, 1,000 yards. Believe he finishes a, a running back one, barely in PPR. I think he was 12. Awesome. Great influence. You know, woo woo, all that stuff. Fantastic for the team. Sweet. Great signing. Nick Boyle re-signed him. Great blocker. Was actually outplaying Mark Andrews this year before his leg became a wishbone, <laughs> which is disgusting. Um, Justin Bethel, okay, special teams. Okay, not bad. That's actually pretty good. You can't expect yeah. Earl Thomas to be, you know, having a great time with his brother and and causing some problems in the off season and fighting teammates. And well, you can kind of suspect the teammate thing, um, but like good for them. They let him go yeah. right away. So 2020. Okay. What are they going to do? Well, they franchise tag Judon who is awful. He's awful. The fact that they let Zadarius Smith go and they, to keep Judon hurts me. If, if Judon could play against like the Owen 16 Browns or Owen 15, whatever they finished Browns every game, he'd be great. Fantastic. When they play the terrible, awful do nothing squads, yeah. he's awesome. Any game that matters, he's terrible. He got outplayed by Parnell McPhee, old man McPhee, 275 pound McPhee. Okay. And sack daddy. <laughs> He got out. He looked just objectively bad. They can't sneak him out in coverage. He's bad on the on the power rush. His his speed rushing is woeful. Not being able to keep up with Ben outside of the pocket is embarrassing. Yeah. Right. So they tagged him sixteen million. Great job signing Derek Wolf. That was fine. Cheap three million dollar deal. Came in, did well. You know, this was the big, uh, they, re they re-signed Jimmy Smith, uh, Jay Ward, Anthony Levine, Levine, however. Uh, okay signings. These are okay. And again, they, they, they cut some dead weights. So the last couple of years, free agency, I'm really into, except for Judon. But you tagged him. He's gone now. See ya. Yeah. Thankfully. Good luck getting 12 million. If they bring Judon back for like six, I'd be okay. Sure. I'd be happy with that. Yeah. So their track record is improving for free agency. So this is why I'm excited. I have the list of, I don't know, sometime this afternoon, the 100 uh, top free agents right now. Mm -hmm. And I went through this list a couple of times. I actually think it's hilarious. They have Jude on it like 10. It's like the 10th best free it's agent. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. That's laughable. <laughs> like it's hilarious. Like 
Corey Lindsley, Ngakwe, Fuller, Milano, Winston, Samuel, all those guys, Juju, all those guys. And Juju, I will talk about as much as I don't like him for fantasy. I'll talk about him. <laughs> but um, looking at their cap space, I don't know if you've had a look at it. This this year's cap is really weird. Yeah. So I went to Sport Track today uh, getting ready for this to check out their cap space, and they're right in the middle. It's showing them right now uh, their cap space is 23, 893, 375. That's not bad. You can do some work with that. They get the deals for like the 3 million. So who would you say you would want to see go to Baltimore? I'll ask you so I can have a quick look and pull my notes up. Okay, I would... I mean, I don't. Who I would like to see there is I don't think they'll go after him. I would like to see Kenny Galladay there. Oh, yeah, <laughs> Santa. <laughs> I would like to see if Kenny Galladay on the outside. Um, I don't know. Aside from that, in terms of pass catchers, like I think Corey Davis is mildly interesting to me there. Um, but I would. I don't know. I. Galladay has some of that alpha wide receiver to him. And I know there's been like argument on Twitter lately. Like, is he a wide receiver one? Is he a wide receiver two? Like, I don't think it really matters. When isn't there argument on Twitter? (laughs) Yeah. It's an echo chamber of nonsense, like uh, 99% of the time. But, um, (laughs) (laughs) I like that. It's like, I don't know. He's a good wide receiver on a team that needs him. So, and Mm -hmm. I see the same thing like on, you know, Jets Twitter where fans are like, well, uh, I forget who it was. Somebody tweeted something like, you know, fans saying, oh, our quarterback has nobody to throw the ball to. And it's like, all right, well, how about we pay Kenny Galladay like 18 to $20 million a year? And then it's like, well, I don't know if he's a wide receiver one. It's like, yeah, but who cares? Like, you don't have any good wide receivers. Like, get a body. Although I'll say this, I will never speak ill of Jameson Crowder again. Yeah. In my whole life. Because his performance in week 16 won me... <laughs> The biggest championship game I had on the season played against Camara, started Stafford and was just watching Crowder perform death by a thousand cuts. I will always love and respect that man from now on. Was that, I will try to draft him every time. Was that the 37 week he, PPR? Points. Was that the week he threw the touchdown? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They put up like 36 or 37 PPR points. It was just like a laughably hilarious game by the jets. QB one for the jets. It, oh, I, Better ball than Darnold through all year. <laughs> That's actually not true. The the Dallas game was really good. Yeah. I think that was this year. That was uh last year. Last oh, year. okay. Well then then yeah, that was probably the best <laughs> the best throw they had yeah, all year. Yeah, one hundred percent. This year was broken Gase Darnold where he was scared to you know <laughs> shout throw out, farther. Shout out to Adam Gase. Yeah. Appreciate you. Oh God. Uh. <laughs> okay. So I got I got my list. I got my list. All right, what we're, do we 20, got? we're going 23 million. All right. Check it out. Gerald Everett would be a great signing yeah. for Baltimore. Cheap, relatively cheap. Probably get him. Uh, I'm guessing something like two years, 10 million. Sweet. I would do that. I'm just, I'm just throwing numbers out. I actually don't totally know. I know there's people out there that spend a lot of time getting those evaluations. Awesome. Happy for you. I don't know that. So I'm going to guess that a a not-so-great tight end isn't going to net a giant market. Three years, 12, two years, 10. That's what I assume they would pay for somebody of his skill set, and I think he would benefit 
really they need that third tight end again. It was obvious. Yeah. I love big boy Ricard. He's one of my favorite players and he balled out. The dying breeds of fullback. I played running back when in a time where fullbacks were the thing. Yeah. Like my my offense had the wishbone formation in it <laughs> when I was playing. Okay. And that was only oh god, I'm 32. That was 12 years ago. <laughs> So it wasn't that long ago fullbacks were still a thing. So I love Ricard, but he's not a tight end. And he caught too many passes and was targeted too many times. They need a third tight end. Losing Hurst was actually a problem. Yeah. And I think they realized that. So they got Boyle. So I think Everett would be a great fit at a fantastic price. So we can check off tight end right there. Also, I, I if he doesn't go to Baltimore, I want to see Everett go to Cincinnati. That would be a nice I think, Drew, I think Drew Sample is useless. I think Cincinnati realizes that he's useless. So get him out of there and and get him to since uh get Everett to Cincy or preferably Baltimore. <laughs> now, we want to address some pass rushing. This is huge. Uh and they're not cheap. They are never cheap. No. But uh recently released Carlos Dunlap could probably be had if so Seattle wants to bring him back on a cheaper contract. Okay, I think he, they saved $14 million by, dollars by cutting him, which, great contract, Cincinnati, fantastic. <laughs> but I think if you can get him for eight or six on like two years, I think he can help set the edge in Baltimore really well. And then they don't have to worry about trying to re-sign Wolf, who will want a little bit more than his $3 million salary because he, he played pretty well. Supplement that resigning, bring in Dunlap. Reasonable price. I'm with that. That's pass rushing. He was great. Seattle's defense turned around when he got there. It was kind of crazy. Then if you want the young pass rusher that has that, everyone loves the word upside. If you want that guy who had a broke breakout year and isn't being brought back, that's on Reddick. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't want Baltimore to go out and pay Leonard Floyd. I wouldn't want yeah. Baltimore to go out and play uh, like, okay, so let's see. It's Leonard Floyd. Who else have we got for the pass rushers? What about Carl Lawson? What do you think about him? He's fine, but he's, he's I would, I would I rather he's going to get paid. Like, honestly, I do. I think he's going to get a contract where we're like, really? You got that much money? Well, pass rushers, there's always a pass rusher that gets like the Preston Smith, yeah. the Darius Smith contract. Yeah. I and have a right. feeling he's it's going to be Lawson. One. Yeah. Because he's, He's pretty young still. You yeah, know, he, I, I don't I have it love, in front of me. I think he's like 25. Like I mean, I think he's fairly young, like 25, 26. Yeah, it's it's pretty young. And it, he, I love the uh the workout picture hype stuff. Oh, like that yeah. that's always amusing <laughs> to me. Jacked so he posted up. he posted guns for hire <laughs> on his Instagram or something. That's a marginal like, tick workout. above sack daddy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, hey, True. Yeah, it is marginal. But like <laughs> always love that. So he'll probably make more money just because of that. Yeah, he's twenty six. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He's and according paid. to Pro Football Focus, he finished fourth in pressures with sixty four, second in QB hits for twenty four amongst pass rushers, according to PFF, if you're into that whole thing. Uh that is PFF. So he's definitely gonna get paid. Same with Trey Hendrickson. I sat there in my head and I was like, How can Baltimore sign Trey Hendrickson? And then I had to come to the Really hard realization that they can't. <laughs> they cannot. Same with, same with Shaq Barrett. There's no way. However, 
Jadavion Clowney. That's an interesting player one. Baltimore wanted to go after before he went to uh, Tennessee. Baltimore was after him. Baltimore was after him when he went to Seattle. Now he's come off a couple of down years. He's not the same player he was, but his ability to create pressure and disrupt the pocket, chase people out, and and just disrupt everything is still there. And he's 28. They could probably get him, honestly, relatively cheap. He's not going to get the payday he wanted before. He's not going to get the $15 million contract. Mm-hmm. If you could get Clowney and let's say Dunlap and pay 15 to 17 million for them both and solve two problems, I would be okay with that. Or pick one and then go after one of these offensive linemen. There are a lot. There are a lot of really good offensive linemen and there will be more to be cut. They won't get Trent Williams. I think he's destined for Indianapolis. Mm. I really do. They have a ton of cap space. Yeah. They need a tackle. They wouldn't have to draft one in the first round. They could go somewhere else. Linebacker, pass rush, because they lost Houston. They have so much cap space. Just throw a boatload of money at Williams. Yeah. Who's only 33, or will be 33 at the time of free agency. He's still great. Baltimore won't get him. Joe Thune, not going to happen. Corey Lindsley's the dream for Baltimore. If overpay for him... Like when they got went out and got Matt Burke and basically won a championship because of that guy, that's what they need. That's what they need in that offense. Guy who's really good in pass pro, can run block, who's really smart, doesn't snap the ball 75 feet over your quarterback's head to get him concussed. It, it's just a great, it's too perfect of a fit. But this is the problem with Baltimore's cap space at only 23. You get one shot. At that amount, yeah, to sign a like a big player. So, what do you want? Do you want the pass rusher? Do you want to spend that money on Dunlop? Do you want to spend it on the lineman in in uh, Lindsley? Like, you got to make that decision. And personally, I would dra- I do the lineman, do the lineman, draft the wide receiver, and then patchwork your your defense like you've been doing anyway. But there is a cheaper option to get Dunlop, Clowney, and Lyman, and it's David Andrews. So if you remember, David Andrews missed 2019 the blood because clots, of blood right? clots. Yeah. Right. And he was still really good. He played really well for a bad Pats team. They were yeah. bad, but they ran the ball really well. He has a history of being really good, and he is pretty young. He's 29. You give him the money, let's say six and a half, seven and a half million. If you can get uh, Dunlop for six and you get Clowney for 10, you're right in that margin. And Baltimore doesn't do that. I know they don't. This is, this is me praying and hoping that they finally do something like this. Yeah. In all honesty, they, they probably won't. Um, if they don't do this, I'll be very sad. But those are the three. Honestly, those are the three realistic players I would love to see is Andrews, Clowney, Dunlop would all look good in purple and black. Realistically, though, I think we are going to get stuck with Kevin Zeitler, who's average. I think we're going to get stuck with um, 
Corey Davis, who's not thrilling, obviously. Right. And maybe some surprise like a Shelby Harris or something like that, but we're not going to go and spend the big money this year, I don't think. And it's going to crush me. The, I think it'll crush me for sure. The one interesting thing is, even though it's uh, 23 or 26 million, however much they have available, like it's even though it's not like the most in the league, there's still so many teams in such bad shape that it wouldn't yeah. surprise me at all to like, like what you said, David Andrews and land a couple guys on like that's, I don't even want to call it like second tier, but some of those guys that'll go off the board after like the huge big, you know, first wave of players come off. There's going to be so many teams that are already priced out that like are scrambling to get under with everything that's been going on. That's, um, that's one of the things for sure is who like the problem is they're not going to be able to compete with the Patriots, Jets, Colts, Bengals, Jaguars. Like they're not going to be able to compete with these teams, the yeah. cat space, but they're going to be able to compete with the Seahawks, the Titans, the Bills, uh, the Steelers who are in cap. I don't like to use the phrase, but cap hell six million <laughs> as of right now. The Chiefs are twenty one over. You know, they're going to be able to compete with these teams in free agency, and that's what's going to be huge for them because that'll it'll allow them to keep pace even if they don't spend a ton of money. There are a couple. I just wanted to mention a couple of players that are seemingly down on the list that I think would help Baltimore. This is also saying that they will sign Gus Edwards. He will be a Raven. They gave him the second round tender today. Yes. No team that. is paying that for Gus Edwards. Gus Bus returns. Yeah, and that's great. It's the best spot for him. Right? I think his um I think uh, player profiler had his uh true rushing yards per attempt to be like four point six. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Yeah. Um now I like him and also, Dobbins a lot as a as yeah. a as a duo. I'm a big JK Dobbins guy. I like how they oh. how they work together. Those that, after week 15 or week 14, Dobbins was like unbelievable to watch. Couldn't believe it. Yeah. Here's a couple of players that I think Baltimore could go after. And hear me out here. Oh, I just passed him. Where'd he go? Okay. <laughs> Dan Arnold, free agent. If they don't get Everett, Dan Arnold could be that guy. Mm-hmm. Malik Hooker is exactly the kind of player Baltimore signed. Coming yeah. off injury, a little bit of a down player. I think he ends up back in Indy on a cheap deal. But he was a great player if he could stay healthy. He was he was Bob Sanders, but even more injured. Like it's yeah. it's crazy, but he was a really good player. Tack McKinley, another guy, Kyle Long, Tyson uh Alualua. These are guys, Kelvin Beecham, all lower on this list. These are the type of guys that Baltimore goes and signs. Yeah. These are the guys that take a flyer or that they take a flyer on. There's like Keanu Neal. Like there's so many players that are going to be cheap, 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 cheap. That those, unfortunately for me, as much as they would contribute, aren't going to be the top contributor. Those are the guys that Baltimore goes after. Yeah. And has gone after. And they're just trying to get the best upside. They're always getting players on the downturn, like Earl Thomas and, and Bolden and all those guys. Shannon Sharp back in the day it goes all the way back then. They're always trying to get the guys that kind of look like they're on a decline. They get the last two years out of them. Yep. And they and they hope that they can produce, but that's not going to put you into the next level. No, not it's, when you're, you're trying not to. Be Kansas City. Yeah, not when you're trying to exactly compete with Pat Mahomes in Kansas City. And 
I don't know. You got to do as much as you can to. And if Pittsburgh saves their offense somehow and like the noodle arm becomes a decent <laughs> arm and they stop with the, the three yard Deontay Johnson offense and they actually get a running back like Chris Carson or they draft Harris. Those two are like the dream scenarios. Yeah. Baltimore's in trouble. They could finish third in that division because Pittsburgh swept them and they swept them pretty handedly. Granted, with some help, thanks officiating for letting that guy lay on the Baltimore <laughs> runner at the goal line and not doing anything about it. We really appreciate it. That thank you for not calling the headshot on on Mark Andrews at the goal line and the game winning throw. Appreciate it, but you're not going to beat those teams if you don't go to the next level. And if you're just counting on development, you're you're going to be in trouble. And as much as the season was weird and COVID and and no off season and whatever, they didn't grow as a team in Baltimore. They regressed. And I know positive regression is a thing and it can be tracked and it can be prognosticated, but it's not a guarantee. So if you're not drafting well, which I documented, and if your free agency has just been moderately okay, then you're going to stay in limbo. And the Baltimore Ravens for 2021, in a nutshell, are in serious danger of being stuck in neutral. They have an opportunity, like Calais Campbell's not getting any younger. Some of their offensive linemen won out. You know, losing Yonda, like they're going to start to decline here. Andrews needs a new contract. What are you going to do with Hollywood Brown's fifth-year option? All serious concerns. Yeah. Brandon Brandon Williams, he's getting paid a lot of money this year. What do they do with him? He's getting up there in age. They could be stuck in purgatory. If they do not do something, they must draft well in 2021, and they must make at least one big splash, one big one. The last thing, because again, I'm not sure what your uh, time usually is, but when it comes to Baltimore, I can go. <laughs> I'm actually having to cut myself off before I ramble. <laughs> We're passionate over here in Canada, eh? About our Ravens. They're making me really Edgar Allen sad, okay? But <laughs> the last player that I just wanted to mention, because uh, if you're in fantasy leagues with me, or you, you, you catch my shade on the Twitters, as the kids would say, I don't like Juju Smith-Schuster. <laughs> don't like him as a fantasy player. I don't think he's, you know, I think what we saw early in his career is probably the best he'll ever get, but yep. I know people are holding on. He would be surprisingly good in Baltimore. Yeah, he would. He would be... He would, uh, it, would, it would make me feel good to lower his fantasy rankings even more. <laughs> While also helping my team win. Like it would kind of be a double whammy. Um, and then I could hate him less as he catches a touchdown from Lamar against Pittsburgh. Like it would make me really happy. I think he's destined for like New York or something though. But yeah, I, I've, I don't know. I, I'm conflicted about it. I feel almost so sure that he'll end up with the Jets. And I don't know. Like it's a perfect, it reminds me a lot. It reminds me of like a slightly more conflicting version of when Eric Decker hit free agency 
And yeah, again, like yeah. free agency, and it's like, okay, Ooh. this guy's a really good second wide receiver, and you're gonna pay him borderline like a one. Like Juju's gonna get twelve. Yeah, Juju's gonna get paid more than what he should get paid because that's how free agency works. I think he's only gonna get paid about ten to twelve. You think so? Yep. I think Galladay will make more money than Juju. I think yeah, I agree with that. I think Galladay because people will, will look at Galladay like the number one. Yeah. And I think people have seen enough from Juju to understand that he's not without Brown. Yeah. I think, so that's I think fair. 10 to 12. And if it is 10 to 12, I can see him in Baltimore. And that's when, like, that's what I mean. Uh, like, I'll keep saying it. They got to do one big one. Juju, uh, you know, Clowney, uh, Thomas, Andrews, whatever those, that big one is, then you're going to see the small ones. But I just wanted to mention Juju one more time. So it's out in the open. It's out in the air. It's been spoken. <laughs> I wouldn't mind Juju to Baltimore for those two reasons. And you're still Lowering dropping him down your value. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> lower his value even more to make me happy. Three reasons. Twitter would explode. I'll be madness. Twitter would absolutely explode. And I love chaos. <laughs> I am made for chaos. <laughs> I didn't get into wrestling because I'm like a super neutral dude. Okay? <laughs> chaos. That's all I want. I've been a bad guy for seven years. That's all I know. And third, it would actually help Baltimore, I think, because he's a good possession guy. Not super athletic. They do go up against a lot of zone because you can't play man against Jackson without getting burned on the run. He'd actually fit pretty well. So... Also, again, chaos, my least favorite coordinator with my least favorite receiver in fantasy. It's bound to go great. (laughs) I think it's just destined. It's destined for me and everyone in Baltimore. So, well, as fun as, uh, as fun as chaos is, I'm rooting for you to get, you know, Rashad Bateman or Terrace Marshall. I want you to have the the Uh, good young guy to grow with uh, the very exciting young quarterback and Lamar Jackson. Yeah, man, I'm excited for it too. And I'm really hoping that uh, by then, the um the full tilt podcast will be back with me big billy ff and and rtdb i'm really hoping we can do another draft show and we'll be we'll be ready to go by then with everything happening it, it's been tough to to keep it going but yeah last year we did the draft show and i was just praying the whole time that they drafted dobbins like the whole time <laughs> i'm just freaking out like i didn't like the patrick queen pick i think patrick queen's an average at best linebacker he struggles in single tackling. He needs a lot of help. He, he's just not he's not strong enough. He was they they thought they saw Mosley. Yeah. But they got not Mosley. <laughs> like Fort on film looks better than him tackling all the time. So he really needs to improve. So I freaked out about that because I was praying for Dobbins in the first round. Yeah. But running backs don't go in the first round. Whatever. <laughs> we don't do that and anymore. Then, exactly. <laughs> Thanks, Clyde. Thanks, buddy. You had a chance. This draft class, they had a chance. If any other, if Taylor went in the first round, people would be like, four running backs in the first round is reasonable. Yep. Nope. Yep. Clyde broke Thanks, it. Clyde. <laughs> Who, Clyde was fine, but he just, you know, he got outdone by Taylor, and now first round running backs look bad again. The RBs don't matter. Crowd is out in full force as usual. Yep. But then other running backs just kept getting drafted. You know, Swift, and they just kept going. And then I was like, wait, Baltimore can get Dobbins here. So the podcast pretty much just stopped. We just stopped talking. And then the pick came in, and I, I, I'll, I'm i going to have to send you the clip of it because yeah. I still have it. I ran around my house screaming. <laughs> 
screaming. I had the I had the jersey ordered. <laughs> like I already had the custom one with the name on it ordered by the time we hit stop. That is awesome. On the show. Like I was I was that stoked. So I'm right there with you with Dobbins. Yeah. Um, Love Dobbins. Yeah, I was right there. So this year I'm really hoping we do another live draft show and just freak out about all our picks. Uh, Big Billy is a huge Packers fan. I have the audio of them drafting Jordan Love. Oh, no. Less exciting, I'm sure. And then A.J. (laughs) Dillon, which at the time was not a fan favorite. Yeah. Um, Yeah, it's I'm going to play that back for him one time soon because I just love stabbing that Jordan Love pick uh, right in there. So I'm hoping we do a live show and, and should be really good, but. I'm excited for this draft, and and I just need, I need some hope, man. Bateman. Yeah, man. I'm gonna, well, I'm gonna manifest that. <laughs> for anybody who's not already, tell make sure to plug anywhere uh, people can check out all the good stuff you do and where to find you on Twitter and everything yeah, like that. I appreciate that, man. You can go and find uh, my article on Hollywood Brown, and I did a little video on Tom Brady and why I think he's going to be a QB one again. I love that uh, Tom Brady video. Going, Oh, I appreciate that, man. Like, I was nervous about it. I was like, yeah, maybe people aren't going to feel, but people really, really caught with it. And I mean, they got Godwin back. Yeah. And they're moving some money around. Brady's restru- restructuring his contract. Yep. Already. So, hey, I'm excited. So you can check that out. You can check that out at Fantasy Intervention on YouTube, the video. You can check my article out at fantasyintervention.com. Um, it's still really new, but uh, gaming circle underscore. On Twitter is the gaming channel that Fantasy Intervention is kind of starting to roll out. You can catch me there. Uh, you can catch me on Twitch at FF underscore IMBQ. Uh, you can follow the Join Our Circle underscore, which is Fantasy Intervention Twitter. You can definitely and should be definitely going out and doing that. And um, yeah, and myself on Twitter, that's uh, Thomas Tipple FF. And if you haven't noticed, I'm a big Ravens guy. So if uh, you know, anyone wants to come talk Lamar Jackson's pass, uh, passing problems, you come and talk to me because I will <laughs> love to do it. I do also have a thread on the Baltimore Ravens offense, which is on my Twitter profile. You might have to scroll down a bit. I might actually repin that uh, really good help breaks down what they can and can't do and why I hate Greg Roman so much. Because <laughs> I do. Well, I appreciate it, man. I appreciate you taking the time to come on. Uh, I know know you're suffering through some dental pain, so best oh, of boy. best of luck to like, you there. I appreciate. It. We were we were gonna so we had to push this back. We were gonna do it uh, for people listening, but I swear, yesterday you would have thought I had been on a binge, like a <laughs> seven day binge, and I hadn't slept. Everything kind of sound like my tooth. Tom got loaded so for sore. this podcast. Oh, I know. I needed to when I talk about those draft classes. Dude, like I needed to. <laughs> Crabtree might have sent me on a bender as it is. It was really rough to go back. I even watched some film from that year. Boy, rough. <laughs> rough before Lamar took over. But yeah, no, I, I appreciate it, man. I was glad we didn't have to push it back again. And I look forward to uh, any other time you want to bring me on down. I, I'm in. Yeah, I'm man. Good. This was a good time. We'll definitely do it again. I appreciate it, brother. We'll talk soon. Absolutely. Look forward to it.